0: A spokesman for the Israeli Defense Forces, is the top spokesperson, says that it will start firing more airstrikes starting from today, and that a ground invasion will begin once the military conditions are optimal. Well, joining me now is a former State Department negotiator for the Middle East, Aaron David Miller, along with former Department of Homeland Security official, Juliet Kayyem. And thanks very much to you both. Um, let me just start, uh, Aaron, with you. We know that Israel has been ready to go for days, that the military has been ready—a state of incredible readiness—and when they they now are giving 24-hour leaves to, to to soldiers, we've heard they come in, they come out. I mean, they are ready, uh, and yet they have not yet gone. What do you think is giving the pause?
1: Well, first of all, Aaron, thanks for having me. A, a, a lot of factors, I think. Number one, there's weather. Number two, there's Israeli decision about the breadth and depth, exact, precisely how they're going to do this. Number three, the president's visit, I think, may have actually engendered a good bit of thinking on the part of the Israelis with respect to the way they're going to do this. And finally, I think the cruelest dilemma is hostages. The Israelis are torn between their commitment, not necessarily to avenging the deaths of 1,400 people, but to preempting the possibility this could ever happen again on one hand, and their commitment to redeem the living I mean, you've been there now, you've seen, you've talked to the families. Hostage, hostage, uh, redemption, uh, retrieving Israeli soldiers and civilians dead or alive from the battlefield is a national priority. So this is the cruelest dilemma uh, of all. Although I think in the end uh, the Ham- undermining Hamas and destroying its capacity to govern in Gaza will probably be the greater priority.
0: And it, yes, and it, it appears they've been making that, that as clear as they can. And as I said, the, the, the families of the hostages, sometimes with anger, sometimes with acceptance, seem to know that. Uh, they, they, there, there isn't any ambiguity there for them, uh, which only one can imagine that cruel reality for those, for those families who are so desperately hoping. Juliet, the thing is, of course, as Israel waits... Is ready and waits. There's obviously the military issue of that, which is how long can you be at such a state of readiness with 360,000 people on a border and, and wait? You know how long can you stay like you know down right. on the start mode uh, on the start line? Right. Um, there's also the question that as they wait. The frustration builds around the world. The yes. protests that we've seen, obviously, have been widespread around the region. But one particular one that stood out to me that I, I keep mentioning because I think the scale just really hits me, 80,000 people protesting out the, outside the consulate in Adana, Turkey. Adana, Turkey is not a place that most people in the United States have even heard of. 80,000 people, they had to shut that consulate. So what are the risks here?
2: The the risks are multiple. I think these are the ones that that President Biden has been trying to highlight to the Israelis, based essentially on our lessons in Afghanistan. One is after being attacked, after we were attacked on 9/11. One is what is the end game? It is one thing to say, uh, you know, for those of us in counterterrorism, we are going to make Hamas not able to govern in Gaza. Then what? Right? Is it is are the Israelis actually anticipating? In Gaza, and if not, then then who is right? So, so that's the first. Question. The second is uh, the the issue of civilian deaths. I. I you know going back 20 years we were we were probably not thinking about what civilian deaths meant in afghanistan well it essentially meant that you were radicalizing populations that might not otherwise have been radicalized right so forget you know the, obviously the the human rights issues are key and else the third is if you don't have an answer to the first two questions how do you stop a regional conflict if you you know biden's success so far i have to say is in is what's not Happened, right? I mean, in other words, he's, the Israelis have not gone in yet. There hasn't been. There's there's regional uh, uh, anger and there's uh, lots of criticism, but you haven't had the kind of unrest that one might have anticipated last Saturday. So that's that's the dialogue that has to go on. And but but you know, what's the end game here for Israel? You're not going to govern Gaza. I mean, that's that's their challenge.
0: And, but Aaron, it also comes as there's been this, you know, incredible backlash in the United States. It's not just pro-Palestinian uh, rallies, of course. Um, it's it's horrific things like, Paula Sandoval was just reporting uh, with the head of a synagogue being stabbed to death outside her home. I mean, there are horrific things happening, right? There is there is a backlash uh, that that is that is building, and the reality of it is is how dangerous is this in the U.S., Aaron?
1: Well, Aaron, that's a that that that's a question you and I could talk about probably for days. Given the divisiveness, the polarization, the hate speech, uh, social media, the uh, behavior of uh, certain uh, American politicians, which encourage this, I, I think it's extremely dangerous. Islamophobia and anti-Semitism, and that's those currents clearly are going to be fed by what happened on, on October 7th and Israel's response uh, in Gaza. There's no question about that. Our own broken house, frankly, uh, is in some respects as much on display, and the president, I think, in his remarks uh, day before yesterday, addressed this question, but I think it's absolutely critical that we continue to talk about the importance of tolerance of mutual understanding and of course, as Juliet knows, uh, Department of Homeland Security, the FBI uh, follow these these groups. If in fact you're talking about organized responses, yeah. as closely as possible.
0: Right, right. And the president did, of course, talk about uh, how horrible both things are: Islamophobia, anti-Semitism. Uh, that they mu- the U.S. must not succumb to those. Thank you both so very much.